Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Everybody would like it to be given unto them, but they don't want to give. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I believe it's around verse 6, or verse 7, it says, He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That was verse 6. And then verse 7 says, Every man as he purposeth in his own heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. You know that verse 6 says, If you sow a little, you reap a little. If you sow a lot, you reap a lot. And there's a lot of people, I, everybody I know wants to reap a lot, but they want to sow as little as they can and yet get as much as they can. You know, if a farmer had that attitude, he'd go broke. You're going to plant just a few seeds, but you want a huge harvest. No, it's just the opposite. A harvest, a farmer looks at the harvest that he wants and he plants seed accordingly. Did you know that you can determine the harvest that you get by how much seed that you sow? And I know that there's some people think, well, you can't do that. That's what a farmer does all of the time. You know, if you have X number of acres and you need this much um, harvest and stuff to pay your bills, that determines how much seed you plant. And they plant seed proportional to the harvest that they want. But in the spiritual realm, people all of the time are praying for this huge harvest, but they just are giving little pittance to God. Again, it's not the dollar amount. It's the proportion. It's the percentage. This is the reason that the Lord asked for 10%. He didn't ask for, you know, $1,000 from everybody or $100,000. Not everybody's able to give a certain amount, but everybody can give a percentage. If all you got is a dime, you got a penny, that's a tithe. God looks at what you have left over after you give, not just what you give. Some people that may have millions and millions of dollars, they could give a thousand or ten thousand, and yet God looks at they at their percentage, and it was very small. You know, Jamie and I heard recently some of the political figures what they're giving amounted to, and I guarantee you, it's pitiful, pitiful, with most of these people. They're willing to take your money and give it to somebody else, but they aren't willing to take their money and give to God. But I'm telling you, God looks at the percentage and, and it opens up a door for it. It just changes things when you start giving. If you can't trust God with that which is least, I believe you're deceiving yourself to think that you're trusting God for healing, for deliverance, for joy, for peace, for marriage, for children, etc. And yet you can't do that which is least. If you can't jump five feet, you can't jump ten feet. If you can't do that which is least, you can't do that which is greatest. So anyway, I say all of this because Elijah, he says, you give to me first. That could be taken as a total selfish thing that he was putting himself ahead of her. But the truth was, he was putting her ahead of himself. And this was God's way to bless her, this widow woman. You know, I deal with this same thing that I don't want anybody to think that I'm just after you and after your money and after the things that you can do for me. And I know that there's people that say, oh, no, that's not true. That's exactly what you are. I can't control what you think, but I'm telling you, that is not my motivation at all. 
I've given away, I don't even know, we quit counting, but I've given away over 50 million CDs and DVDs and books and study guides and all kinds of things. I've given away millions and millions of stuff. Over 53% of all of the people who contact our ministry don't give us a penny. They ask for these materials. We say for a donation and some people, we've had people send in a button before and say, that's all I've got and we send it to them. We've had people send in a penny and we send it to them. But the majority, over 50%, don't give a thing. And you know what? We still s supply. Not everything. There's some really expensive items that we have, but most of the stuff, we'll go ahead and give it to them anyway. If you're sitting there thinking that the only reason I'm encouraging people to give is because I'm after your money, you know, you're just wrong. I don't know how to prove to you you're wrong, but you're wrong. But I don't like to be perceived as I'm after your money. I don't like that. Man, I dislike that. And yet there's people that I guarantee you right now that you're just sitting here thinking this is the only reason I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it because these are some of the lessons that I've learned from Elijah. Elijah said, you give to me first. And some people just immediately would think this is a, total, a typical preacher just after their money. He's going to take that cake in from in between her teeth and let her starve to death. No, Elijah wasn't taking from her. He did this because it was for her benefit. You remember that story I started to tell about me being there and saying uh, I was receiving the offerings and said, I don't need your money. And I taught them why it was beneficial for them to give, how it was going to help them. When I left there, the pastor called me the next week and he said, honestly, I don't remember anything you taught during that meeting except your offerings. He says, those things spoke to me. And the pastor personally had a revelation of prosperity and how you have to give and trust God and stuff. But he wouldn't say it because he was embarrassed. He was afraid people would take it wrong. And because of it, he hadn't been sharing the truth with these people. And it just changed his life when he understood that receiving an offering isn't about him and about his need. It's about the people you need to learn to give. We need to exhort people to give. This is God's way to bless you and to get his blessing to you. And so after the meeting was over, he got up the next Sunday and he got up in front of his people and he told them about how that those offering talks had touched his life. And he actually got on his knees and asked his church to forgive them, forgive him. He says, I knew these things, but I haven't encouraged you. And you know what? They gave me a larger offering than they had ever given any guest speaker. I mean, by multiple times more. And he said that when he was on his knees and asking the people to forgive him, this is after, you know, those three churches had broken up and gone back to their local church. And there was only like 20 or 30 people there and they came up and started hugging him and saying that they loved him and that they forgave him. And they started throwing money on the platform. And this little church of 20 or 30 people paid off over $20,000 worth of indebtedness that day as this guy humbled himself and just asked for his forgiveness. And he says it had started a revival. It changed things. I'm telling you, I wasn't taking from these people. I was giving to them. As I taught them about how giving blesses them, it just set that church free. It paid off their indebtedness. 
They gave me a large offering, but it paid off their indebtedness. It cemented a relationship between them and their pastor. And who knows what other testimonies came out of that. I'm telling you, this is so important. Over in Mark chapter 10, Jesus was talking about the rich young ruler. He told that rich young ruler to give up everything that he had and come follow him. And the rich young ruler wouldn't do it because he had much possessions. And then the Lord began to say, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven? It's not that riches are the problem. It's the trust in riches. And if a person says, oh, well, I don't trust in my riches. Well, then do you tithe? Do you give an offering above that? Well, I need that. I would if I had any extra. Well, then you trust in riches. You're supposed to give the first fruits to God. And when I say things like this, this isn't because I'm desiring your money. I'm desiring to get the truth to you and to see you get set free. You need to learn to start giving. And so Jesus said, as he was talking about all of this, in Mark chapter 10, uh, Oh, I'm in the wrong chapter. No wonder I couldn't find it. Mark chapter 10, it says in verse 20, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. The Lord said we would receive a hundredfold on anything we give to Him. Whether it's, you know, houses, lands, anything. And it certainly applies to money. We will receive a hundredfold in this life and in the world to come everlasting life. And notice it says we will receive with persecutions. I used to think that this was just talking about persecution in general, persecution for being a godly person, being a moral person or whatever. No, this is specifically talking about persecution over prosperity. Did you know if you get to really believing God and giving and God starts prospering you, you're going to have people persecute you. Unbelievers, yes, but primarily Christians. Christians will come out against you. Christians will ridicule you and say that, boy, you're in it just for the money and you're one of these prosperity preachers. Well, do you want to be a poverty preacher? Do you want to be a sickness preacher? Yes, I preach in prosperity. I believe that God wants to bless us. And there is persecution associated with prosperity. You know, one of the statements out of a magazine that I read that just really changed my life. It says, God is looking for someone who will care more about what he thinks than what people thinks. God is looking for somebody who will bear persecution for being prosperous. And you know, I wrote underneath there, I said, God, look no further. It's me. You know, I need a lot of money in order to do all the things that God has called me to do. I've mentioned this before, but we're in the process of building an entire Bible college campus. I need about $180 million over the next five or six years. And there's a lot of money. But you know, God, just like Elijah right here, he had already spoken to this widow. But the money didn't come directly to Elijah without him doing something. He had to go and speak to the widow and say, give to me first. And then he gave her a promise that your meal won't waste, your oil won't waste until the day that the Lord sends rain.
That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The second audio teaching in today's series is titled Widow of Zarephath. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this second CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Also, be sure to check out the TV broadcast link to find out about the Gospel Truth TV program in your area. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord.